Hello, my name is Emily, and welcome to The Jam, a fruitful podcast through the eyes of a Catholic millennial. This week's spread, we are talking about preserving your heart in whatever season you are finding yourself. Today, I have a lovely guest, Amy Harton, and we are going to discuss you are more than your relationship status. We hope this episode today, whether you are currently single or not, that you will find fruit from today's conversations. Annie, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Thank you, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. And a couple fun facts about myself is that I am weeks away from finally becoming fully licensed as a marriage and family counselor. I've been in residency for quite a few years, and I'm finally accumulating all the hours. So Mm -hmm. that is an exciting uh, accomplishment. Congratulations. Thanks. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I published my first book last summer, so Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about that a little bit in this episode. And then I'm also um, doing some photography on the side, and I was just asked to photograph a friend's wedding next month. So... So that's been a very exciting invite as well. How marvelous. Yeah. I'm also a sucker for photography. I love landscape photography, honestly. Um, goodness. Okay, so uh, this month is February. We are, you know, diving into the season of love, I guess, as they, as they say. Um, but uh, Valentine's Day, which is February 14th, um, you know, there's actually a St. Valentine. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about St. Valentine and his backstory and how it is not at all what we perceive St. Valentine and mm-hmm. St. Valentine's Day to be as the, the world says it is? Yeah. He was a cleric in the Roman Empire, so they're not sure, I think, if he was a, like, a priest or bishop or mm-hmm. something. Um, he was martyred for his faith. Absolutely. And that's a big, big truth that we don't remember um, all those that actually died for their belief Mm -hmm. in God and that they laid it all out on the line for that. And when I studied abroad in Rome in my sophomore year of college, I Mm -hmm. actually saw the skull of St. Valentine and so I always remember that, that that real image of the skull with flowers around it, mm-hmm. knowing that we are all going to die yes. in this life and that we can't be too attached to, mm-hmm. to things of this life that will not fulfill us in the way that God will ultimately give us that truth. Um, and Valentine knew that. And we started celebrating St. Valentine's Day, I think around 496 AD, so it's been a yeah. long-standing feast day, and now it's become more of a. I have to buy greeting card. <laughs> greet the hallmark of hallmark holidays of I have to buy a bouquet of roses yeah. and the heart-shaped chocolates and the teddy bears. And, and will you be my Valentine? And will you be my Valentine? And like when you're in kindergarten and you show up and you have your uh, Valentine exchanging mm-hmm. like notes. I remember being early growing up. You know, you would go to store, you'd buy the box that has, like, the set of, like, 30 little Valentine's Day cards, and you would show up to school, and you'd be like, 
have your Valentine's Day party. And you would get all these different, like, affirmations of, like, Valentine's that were, like, Power Rangers or Veggie Tales. Or in sync, Or in sync, And it was this instant, gratifica- instant gratification that I loved because I received a Valentine with candy in it. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. All right. Ugh. So... So from what we know, that is not what Valentine's Day is about at yeah. all. What would he think about that? That's think? a great question. Um, I don't really know. <laughs> so if St. Valentine really knew about how much focus we have mm-hmm. on kind of the that showiness kind of yeah. of of love and relationships to make sure you have a date on that day and mm-hmm. to make sure you show it publicly at work and have those flowers delivered mm-hmm. and have the letters and have all of that in order to feel like you are accounted for, to know that you are wanted and to know how um, the other side of that can be when when you're watching other people be showered by which by gifts. Those are all beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. things but if we solely you know rely on that as our only means of to be known loved um then we holy strawberries we need to uh reassess what that is um what it means to truly be you are more than your relationship status and preserving your heart mm-hmm. that's right. very true it is very true oh <laughs> Bless you. I love this so much. Um, All right. So, Annie, I understand that you have have written a book. Yes, I have. And it's still hard to imagine that I'm holding my own book in my hand. I I wrote all growing up. I used to write little plays for my family to act in and wrote all all the books in the blank the blank white books was like the best gift that I could start a new book. Oh my gosh. My mom, when we were growing up, she never gave us coloring books that had like designs in them. She always gave us blank stuff because she's like, I want you to draw your own lines in your life. And I'm like, mom, as an adult now, I'm like, thank you so much for teaching me this lesson because mm-hmm. it's so I, I love that blank canvas concept. It's so great. And I self-published it so to know that nothing needs to hold you back especially in this era Mm -hmm. where everything's online you kind of update a pdf and pick out a cover and you Mm -hmm. find an editor and here it is in my hands (laughs) it's pretty awesome beautiful so what inspired you to write this book well i definitely share my story in detail in the book so Mm -hmm. i really recommend you to pick up a copy um, but I went through a really devastating breakup, um, with a guy that I believed I was going to marry. Mm-hmm. So it took a couple years, especially to, to really work through a lot of the kind of shock, surprise, um, kind of the pain in that breakup. Um, yeah. he, he was my first boyfriend, my first, uh, my first kiss at 25 and, and so just in that stage of life as well, I thought that I would graduate from marriage and count, marriage counseling school mm-hmm. with, with someone um, mm-hmm. rather than being kind of a single marriage counselor. And yeah. I was really wrestling with a lot of that identity and a lot of those hopes just dashed. Um, 
without my control, but just being in that situation. So I, I started to um, pray about where I was going and where God wanted me to grow. Mm-hmm. And I walked the Camino to Santiago by myself uh, the summer before I turned 30. And that was a really powerful experience to be a woman walking by myself in a country that I yeah. barely knew the language. I learned mm-hmm. a couple span a couple words of Spanish on Duolingo or yeah. little little things that I could enough to get you by, you know, <laughs> to ask where the bathroom is and, you know, probably Yeah. Stuff. And I I talk about that experience in the book about what I learned about silence and patience and mm-hmm. and really keep walking forward on the way that no one walks backwards on the Camino. Everyone continues to go forward, forward. To, to a common goal. Yeah. And my birthday was in August and I felt this calling to go on a year long dating fast. I had a friend in my community that had gone on a year long dating fast and I thought she was crazy personally because she was a lot younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I said, I could not do that at my age because a lot can change in a year, like to right. be 30 and going on a year long dating fast. That is not how I saw my, saw my 30th birthday <laughs> going mm-hmm. um, as I was dreaming it up. But I ended up committing to a year long fast to just really focus on my relationship with God and healing and faith and trust and in October of that year, I had just come back from a um, parish mission at mm-hmm. the parish I was working at as a minister. And I was reminded to pray boldly to God about what we are desiring and how we can serve him right where we are and to not be afraid to pray big prayers. And so yeah. I said, what can I do during this season to bring you glory, God. I don't want it to go to waste. I want to offer it for the right things. And so he said, write a book about what you have learned about love as a single marriage counselor um, and dedicate it to the guy um, who broke up with you and just share what you've learned about love so that others can gain um, that wisdom from your story and your heartbreak to know that God works in everything, in in heartbreak, in each season of our life, that God is always there and always bringing us closer to him. So I wrote this book and saw that my three sections that I was preparing mm-hmm. to write really fell in line with kind of the vows of marriage is that love is free, love is faithful, and love is fruitful, and that you can really... Feel that love, not only in your marriage vows, but in every season of your life, we're called to love in those ways. So how can our love be free, faithful, and fruitful wherever we are? We don't have to wait until we get to the altar to love in those ways that we are called, no matter what our vocation is, with single, priest, sister, marriage, um, anything. That love, love is all all for us to receive and to give in each season. That is beautiful. Um, so, goodness. Uh, so I turned 25 this month, actually. And, um, yeah, uh, I've had the beauty of some really remarkable friendships with so many different people. I've never, I've never felt alone in my life. 
but also I've never dated anybody in my life. And um, there's been some really special, special fruits out there. But, you know, and I think just especially now that like I'm, you know, gracing into the second half of, of my 20s, I have um, a job that I love dearly so much. And I've been able to pour so much into the ministry that I work in. Um, pour so much into my family, you know, and I think especially for me just like what I struggle the, the most with now is just like Accepting that like, okay, I, I am single, um, you know, but not You know, but not forgetting my worth as a daughter of Christ and you know believing um, that you know in love and the the different shapes and forms that that takes um, a, a really interesting book that I'm reading right now is the five loves book. Um, you know, but it's, I have the singles edition and I think the original version was written for couples to improve their communication strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what I'm, what I'm gleaning from this book is like, okay, I'm learning about the different things like, you know, words of affirmation, acts of service. Um, but I'm learning how to bring in these different um, love languages to the people around me and how I can, you know, love them, love them better. Mm-hmm. Um, family, friends, you know. Um, so just like in that regard, like the Lord has definitely um, been working through my, through my mission um, and through my heart. Um, I was just in a conversation with a friend today and she was just like asking what she can pray for. And I just told her about, you know, these couple of different, you know, transitional items in my life. And she was just like, Emily, like discover your mission first, discover what you're called to do. Um, you know, and then after you discover that your vocation will follow and your vocation should amplify your mission. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that just Mm -hmm. struck me, you know, so far. I feel like I've been focusing on this vocation of like, oh my gosh, I'm in my my, my mid-20s. I'm not dating anybody. Should I be dating anybody? Do I have to go online to meet somebody? Do I meet somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, out line dancing? Like, where do I meet this person? You know, and just, you know, focusing so much on like this expectation that like, Mm -hmm. you know, vocation, because I'm not dating anybody, you know, does that mean that like I'm not truly living up to my vocation? Um, and you know, I think I've been, I've been fighting my mission of like what I've been called to do, mm-hmm. you know, especially, um, I never dated anybody in high school. I went through college and mm-hmm. I think I was, went in this idea that I would meet, you know, my future spouse in college and we'd get married mm-hmm. after college. Um, but like that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, what is my mission, you know, in life? Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that we can idolize marriage and think mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be like a movie or to have an idea of who that person is, what it's going to feel like, what's going to happen. And we kind of develop this plan and this expectation. And I really felt felt that, um, especially as a marriage and family counselors. I yeah. like wanted to um, have this dream fulfilled to have my own partner and through high school and college I, I didn't date as well but I was always the odd one out kind of in my groups I was the the fifth wheel seventh wheel or, oh or, you know it I'm or so whatever it. <laughs> and so there was always this feeling of mm-hmm. kind of discontent a little bit that there was always this like and then he's coming like mm-hmm. you know I was always kind of that extra yeah 
Um, so there wasn't really a piece in just being. I was always having crushes or having some sort of idea to make something happen, happen when it yeah. wasn't something that was coming my way. Like I wasn't being pursued. So in my anxiety, I reached out and grasped for mm-hmm. others to fill that hunger rather than always just going straight to God. And I wrote, I wrote in my book that you don't lose yourself in marriage you give yourself as a gift and I think so often we let others define us or we let other seasons or experiences or titles or positions to define us yeah because we're running really from the truth Mm -hmm. of who we actually are and Mm -hmm. we are almost afraid to claim that we're we're afraid to say this is who I am no matter who comes into my life like even when I do get married or when I do have kids or when I do have a new job or I do have these things that come Mm -hmm. I am still Annie and God knows me through all those seasons so what I have prayed during this season of singleness is to know that God wants me to know the Annie that he knows and he loves and I think to really fall in love with that person and to be okay with claiming those interests and the hobbies and the gifts and the things Mm -hmm. that will never change I never want to resent a spouse for taking that away or I never want to reach for something that isn't authentically me but I want to be able to know myself so that in a relationship, I'm able to tell somebody about who I am mm-hmm. because I'll know what to sh- share. And my my parents um, went on dates all the time as we grew up. I'm the big sister of quadruplets, and the doctors told them to <laughs> make sure to get out of the house some. And um, and it really inspired me to go on dates regularly regularly so as a counselor I tell couples that because it's a time where you can share mm-hmm. yourself you don't lose yourself but you're able to say hey I found this out about myself or I did this in my job today or I you know I had this dream and it changed or this came up and mm-hmm. to just know who we are so that we know how to share that with someone else yeah oh gosh when I think of like knowing yourself especially how um god knows you um i went on a silent retreat uh four-day silent retreat um like two years ago a year and a half ago and um i know when the lord is talking to me because he is very specific in his words of how he talks to me and I went in the intention of going on this re- retreat to, you know, figure out, you know, should I pursue ministry full time? What does that look like? You know, all these different things. And I just remember the the first the first night I was there, and you know, it was you know I journaled about this, but he, he just said like, you know, how beautiful you are, how beautiful you are, like my girl, you're all grown up. And it's just like, that can only come from like (laughs) one person. And, um, you know, it's just like what, you know, he just said is like, I, you know, don't really care, 
you know, you know, what job you have or, you know, necessarily what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you as like my daughter mm-hmm. and that just resonated with me the whole weekend mm-hmm. and, you know, it just it resonates with me even now as I remember that that like I am a daughter. Mm-hmm. I am a beloved daughter of Christ. Oh man. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a, a popular question that that really arises in my heart often is, am I seeing myself as an orphan mm-hmm. or am I seeing myself as a beloved daughter? Because oh if we have the scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. we can look at everyone else's life and really not realize what God's doing in our own. But if we see an abundance, yeah, we know that other people's successes and other people's joys have nothing to do with a lack in ours Mm -hmm. you know that there's not a competition um that god is working in our lives as much as he's working elsewhere and there's a quote that i have on my um bedside table that says if you knew the story that god was writing in your life Mm -hmm. you wouldn't um like want anyone else else's so to speak I think that's kind of how it how it how it goes but that God's writing a story for us that we're not we don't have to seek other people's stories Mm -hmm. because we're unique in ourselves we can be the saint that God is calling us to be and be fully ourselves and that's what God wants us to find I love that um I do think it's it's hard sometimes Yes, you know, yes it is. So hard. Uh, maybe it's just like your best friend gets engaged and mm-hmm. you're scrolling through your feed and you see six engagements in one day. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we have all these, um, you know, uh, factors. We live in a very much of a visual world, you know, of like mm-hmm. the the ads or the commercials or, you know, things like that. Amy, what are some concrete ways to kind of like keep us... Um, in that mindset to remind us in those moments of like despair of like, mm-hmm. am I going to get married? You know, mm-hmm. like nobody loves me, you know, and like this self-loathing, how mm-hmm. can we overcome that? Um, you are so right about the media and how the impact of that confuses us sometimes to really forget who our real friends are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're so connected and we are yeah. so stretched out. We have so many communities. We have so many commitments and so many ways that our heart is spread out so many places. Yeah. And then if we kind of stop and really reflect on who are those dear friends in our lives that we do share our hearts with and we do mm-hmm. celebrate and we do stand by them, Or who is someone that's an acquaintance that really, I never see them, I never talk to them, but we're connected in some way, Mm -hmm. so why is their life causing me so much anguish if they're not really there in my life journey? You know, I think we're so spread out, and one of my goals right now is to really work on decluttering and simplifying my mind and my heart and my home, my Mm -hmm. life. To know, like, what are those main reasons that I am mm-hmm. am me? You know, how am I being called to give of my life and myself? And that's the first step, I think, to really think about um, what am I kind of committed to in the sense of what friends and what connections so that what actually means 
something to me rather than someone telling me it should mean something. I think we're told mm-hmm. so often that this should be your number one commitment. This should be this. This should, should, should yeah. be this rather than really thinking in our hearts to say, it's okay to de- you know, it's okay to simplify. It's okay to declutter the noise. And, and I think a powerful um, guide for me has been adoration to mm-hmm. really not be afraid of silence. And in your single life, there's a lot of silence. You know, there are nights where you don't have to have the music on. You don't have to have things happening all, all the time. And I'm trying to savor that before marriage and family life because yeah. I know that all these young moms are like, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to nap for like 10 minutes, like, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm like savoring that gift of silence and being able to sit with God and be able to kind of do what I feel called to do at that moment rather than being obligated in 10 different obligations so knowing to declutter to simplify to really know your rhythms to know who you are and to ask God who do you say that I am and that I am your beloved child I'm your beloved son your beloved daughter help me to know that you are working in my life and that I shouldn't grasp for something that is um grabbing my attention like like in in the movie up i like you know like i love squirrel (laughs) squirrel point and that's kind of my kind of my life and um yeah oh and another um, another thing that has really helped me a lot is to know that god has you exactly where you are called to be Mm -hmm. that if there was another place that you could find joy at that moment like god would invite you to go there or god would Mm -hmm. provide the avenue to be there that god is a good father and that he gives good gifts and so i think we're always looking elsewhere rather than to see the gifts that are right in front of us so i think that's how the beauty piece ties into this Mm -hmm. um of how you can truly like use your gifts to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. Um, especially right now in like my singleness, like I know that like I will not always be able to, you know, do all the things that I can do during the week of, you know, leading a small group, um, you know, doing the podcast, meeting with all these different amazing speakers, um, you know, going to adoration or going to mass or getting dinner um, with friends um, you know, to have the, the freedom to love on these people in all these different ways and then pour all these different creative gifts into the community. I know, I know especially that, like, that will probably, you know, not last, um, you know, as life changes and hopefully, you know, when the time is right, uh, future hubby will come in somewhere and we'll be able to conquer and take over the world and, you know, pour both of our gifts into all the amazing, beautiful people in mm-hmm. community in our life. But until then, it's just, you know, you just, I don't know, this is a period of waiting, a season of hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're just making a garden, um, in your, in your life with the people around it and in it. Yeah. And I've always loved the season of Advent, which, it's kind of weird to talk about now because we're coming up on Lent, which, you know, Advent is a little Lent or many, many Lent. But Advent is about a season of waiting, um, just like Lent is, I guess Lent would be appropriate, 
to be in the desert and to have this unknown, but to have yes. this return to the Father and how we sing Hosea mm-hmm. and how we remember, like, come back to me with all your heart and to wait for me in joyful hope, to know that we aren't going to be complete, we aren't going to be satisfied with just the spouse or or just the next job and the next thing that comes, that ultimately our desire is for God alone. And we were talking right before this, too, about how it encourages me that marriage is only to till death, mm-hmm. right? And it is a good reminder. You know, it's hard to talk about, especially if you have someone you love and you're like, oh, yeah. that's rough. That <laughs> I'm yeah. like going to see you later mm-hmm. <laughs> after, you know, when we get get to heaven or if we die but to know that we can't be attached to something that is fleeting that ultimately we are all one body and we are all going to be with the bridegroom in heaven so whatever situation we find ourselves in that the ultimate satisfaction is to be united with God in our hearts so that's kind of the desire that we're all waiting and hoping and my friends have been inspired recently too with my patience and mm-hmm. my life and to yeah. know that people in singleness are insp- are inspiring about how we use the availability and the time that we can serve and we can go on a mission trip or we can do something like a podcast like this yeah. or kind of come up with these creative mm-hmm. things that maybe you don't have the most time Mm-hmm. that you can do it in marriage and family life because you have a lot of other responsibilities. So so to just know that every season can be inspiring and that other people are looking and wishing that um, they could have soaked in this season as much as they could. They could have. Some people get married really young or they don't have that whole time to really discover themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing to just really love your single life because you never know when it's going to end. Like any day, your hubby could walk right in. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Beautiful. (laughs) Annie, you are so lovely indeed. Do you have any other um, resources? Are you going to write a second book? What is, what is next in, what is next for you in your life? Oh boy. Um, Well, I really hope to get back into some sort of group practice in marriage and family life at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love, I love counseling couples, especially preparing for marriage to really remind them of the gift that they are to one another and the beauty mm-hmm. of the sacrament and not just to go through the, the motions of like, well, now we're planning a wedding. Like mm-hmm. it's so much deeper than that. So that's what I'm hoping to do with my, with my work but I'm really hoping to speak more. I love being on stage. I just am really trying to nail down the message that I want to speak to share about because yeah. our our stories are so powerful. We don't have to have this um, crazy thing that happens in our life or this trauma in order to mm-hmm. be heard by others. I want to let people know that they are not alone and. Podcast is a great platform. So <laughs> changing lives. <laughs> so I may be starting a podcast and <laughs> soon, and that's that's a true statement. Um, and I hope to really write a lot, a lot more. I found a lot of joy in writing this book, mm-hmm. and as I'm going through other relationships, and as I've I've experienced the breakup now from the other end, when I really had that clarity. Um, you know, that someone wasn't for me, 
I was able to really experience um, a different sort of detachment, a certain type of attachment, clarity, mm-hmm. um, what your yes means, and how you have to say no to other things if you say yes to something. So mm-hmm. that, so there's some there's some topics coming up. So we'll see when the next book comes out. Beautiful. We'll do another episode. It'll be great. Honestly, I wish everyone had a podcast just because the world we live in, I feel like we're very much like tied to our technology and just like communicating through that ways but podcasts allow people to i don't just dig deeper inside Mm -hmm. of them and you know share what's really on your hearts yeah it's so fun it's such a fun way to know that people can listen into a heart-to-heart you know i love heart-to-hearts and it's like imagining that all of you are sitting at the table with us with our tea um, our rosaries (laughs) rosaries uh you know Fun, fun stuff. The lights around here. I, love- I do have twinkle lights up right now, and they bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> and yeah, one of the things I really hope to dive into more too is I have a website, AnnieHarton.com, mm-hmm. and I'm really starting to get back in the blogging, hopefully, and really provide more resources in terms of courses or speak. Yeah. So I really um, have so much to share about that whatever season of life you're in, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're um, divorced, anything, that there is love for you and God wants you to know how loved and desired that you are and you are so pursued by God daily and we all are called to that pursuit and God pursues us in the coolest little ways if we Mm -hmm. just look for it, if we're awake and we we see that. Beautiful. Uh, I often say this about ministry is you don't pick ministry. Ministry picks you. All you have to do is say yes. Mm -hmm. Annie, it's been a dream. Thank you so much. Uh, Please check out her book. Uh, Is Single Truth. You are more than your relationship status. I will include a link to her website in the the details Mm -hmm. for the podcast. Um, Go out, make your garden, and uh, here is the jam for, here's your musical jam for the week.